Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. Live from Las Vegas, Bill Ryder with you. By or sell coming up later in the hour, about 20 minutes from now. Phone number is 855-212-4CBS. And Twitter, Sports Writer, Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. Our guy, Matt Snyder, on the program, senior MLB writer extraordinaire for CBSSports.com, joins me now on the program. Good morning, Mr. Snyder. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. How are you? You know, it's, I'm good. I, I, um, I took my son to an Angels game last week because he wanted to see Shohei Otani pitch. Now, we, he got Otani got moved up and had one of the great games in the history of MLB without us. But the next day, we saw him play, hit a triple, had a couple singles, and I was struck, Matt, because I'd never seen Otani in person, how overwhelmingly mesmerizing I found the guy. Even when the guy was, was on deck, warming up, right, just swinging the bat, I was staring at him, and so were most of the fans. He would come out late, and people would cheer, in your time around him, is that a is that just a first time impression thing for me, or is there just something about this guy that is that captivating, even when he's just standing there? He's Major League Baseball's version of a rock star. The only problem is we haven't gotten to see him in the playoffs at all. So it's you know that's kind of where everything comes to a head in the sport. And I've I've spent so much time trying to explain to people we we heard it for years with Trout. Now it's Otani. Well, and Trout, I guess. But it's like, you know, in basketball, one player can can touch the ball almost every possession or maybe even every possession. In football, when a team has the ball, the quarterback touches the ball every possession. In baseball, even with Otani going both ways, he can only hit once every nine times in the order, and he only pitches once every five or six days. And there's only so much one player or even two players can do for a team. Uh, So that's the battle we fight here uh, as a baseball media person. And obviously a solution for, for that, for us as fans, for the Angels in, in their efforts to keep Otani, would be the Angels to make the playoffs, to have a run, to showcase to the world what Otani can be in the postseason, and to convince Shohei Otani to, to stick around. But things are not exactly going swimmingly. Since I went to that game, it feels like they've done nothing but lose. Mike Trout is now injured. I know Anthony Rendon is just injured as or and or disappointing as a rule if you talk to Angels fans. And this is a, an Angels team trying to cl- hold on to any semblance of if even a wild card spot. How dire or not do you think, Matt, things are for the Angels' hopes of keeping Otani beyond this season? Oh, it's it, it's getting dire. <laughs> it's getting <laughs> dire. Thanks to the recent losing. I mean, they were right, right, right in the thick of the playoff race. And my thought was, even just four or five days ago, hey, 
they have to be probably the most aggressive team going toward the trade deadline because they're not just playing for this season. They're trying to keep Shohei Otani to kind of keep the game together and move forward. And, you know, it's probably more important to keep him than it is to make the playoffs this year, but you can't keep him unless you make the playoffs, in my opinion. He's made it very clear in the nicest possible way because he's an incredibly nice guy, but he's made it very clear he's tired of missing the playoffs and he wants to play postseason baseball. They've got to at least get him close, and I kind of feel like they have to make him in order to even have a chance, especially because he's not going to have to go that far away to get a truckload of money from a team that makes the playoffs every single year in Dodger Stadium. So Matt's, I, I yeah. think it's pretty dire. I, I think, and it's, I still think if they're anywhere within shouting distance, they're going to try to buy and they're going to try to heavily buy just because they need to try to hope, hope against hope pray whatever you want to do that somehow in September they win like 15 out of 18 games and all of a sudden jump right up into the playoff mix and make like the third wild card and then hope that they win that three game series and all of a sudden they can present Otani with an offer and also say hey you just made the playoffs here we're going to go again next year. Matt Snyder hope is wonderful it can also cloud judgment if the Angels two days before the trade deadline are in the exact same position they're in now what should they do? Should they go out and buy, or should they bite the bullet, trade Shohei Otani, get a ton in return, and just accept his departure? Well, if they're exact same position as now, that's four games out of the the third wild card in the American League. That I would I would buy. I would do everything you can because again, you're talking about the the most talented baseball player maybe that Major League Baseball has ever seen, and the chance to keep him for another ten years. So yeah. Uh, if they tailspin even more and they're eight, nine, ten games out, you, you probably have got to entertain it at least um, and, and just see what kind of offers you're going to get. I continue to maintain I don't think he's going anywhere, first of all, because of what I said, the hope and the desperation to make the playoffs. And if they're anywhere close, they have to try. But also, if they do get into a situation where they're ten games out, and they say, like, look, it ain't happening. We can try to revisit this in the offseason. We can say, hey, look at all the guys we got back when we traded you. Come back, and now we'll be a playoff team. Uh, I, I still don't think it's going to happen, though, because I don't think that any team in contention is going to be able to give up the type of package that would make the Angels say yes and still feel like they like what they have internally. I, I just don't. It's one of those things where, and I used to say this about Trout, but it's even more extreme with Otani because he's a two-way player. If you get to the point that you've offered enough to make the Angels say yes, you're going to say, wait a minute, that's too much. So I just don't think they're ever going to agree. Uh, CBS Sports is Matt Snyder here on the show. I'm Bill Ryder. This is CBS Sports Radio. Matt, I went to this, this Angels game with a buddy of mine who's also a colleague who works in sports media who's an obsessive baseball fan and has found himself, because of Otani, I think, to be a huge Angels fan. And he posited to me, and I want to run this by you because it sounded like malarkey. Second time I've used that word in the show. But he posited to me that ever since Otani struck out Trout in that World Baseball Classic showdown, which was one of the most riveting sports moments that I can remember in the last year or so, he thinks Trout is over Otani. He's trying to give me, like, body language examples. And I want to ask an expert, do you think there's any tension between that you can tell between Mike Trout and Shohei Otani that stems from or includes that, that moment? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. I don't... I, Trout's never been like that. Um, you know... I, 
Yeah, no, I don't want to insult the guy because he sounds cool. Other than this, bad he is cool. Yeah. yeah, he's okay. <laughs> no, he's probably listening. I, I think that's uh, no. I think that's total nonsense. Uh, right. I, I, we've never seen anything from Trout that says he's that kind of an egomaniac. So I don't know why he would start now with a guy that he's always liked. And frankly, heading up to the at bat in his heart of hearts, Trout probably, if you would have like injected him with true serum and said, "What's going to happen here?" He probably would have said the most likely outcome is I'm going to strike out because any hitter knows that if you've never seen a guy before and you don't know what his stuff looks like from inside the batter's box and he has the kind of stuff Otani has, it's a major, major advantage for the pitcher. You need Um, to see a guy multiple times before you kind of know what he has and what it looks like. Uh, this dude went to the game with me, and, and um, this conversation happened in front of my son. So we've watched my my son Henry and I have watched that Otani Trout at bat four times in the last week, and it man Otani had some nasty, nasty stuff. Uh, jumping That's around, uh, yeah, dude, it was it was it was amazing. Uh, jumping around, the, the Mets and the Padres obviously have not been afraid to spend money. Huge expectations on opposite sides of the coast. Very, very unimpressive starts. But you know better than any of us, Matt. It's a long season MLB. You can start poorly and strong. You can start strong and end poorly. Do you have a level of optimism or belief for either the Padres or the Mets over the next several months? I I feel like I'm into, like, it's not even fool me once or fool me twice territory. It's like fool me five times with the Padres, but I can't quit them. I still think that it, the pitching's been good all season. The offense has too much firepower to keep con- performing as poorly as they have in situational hitting. And when I say situational, I mean like runners in scoring position or runners in scoring position with two outs. They have been brutal all season in that until about the last four or five days. Right now they've won four or five, three in a row. They've started to score some runs. And when you look at it, it's not a matter of, oh, they need to add guys. No, they need guys like Jake Cronenworth and Manny Machado just to be who they've been in the past. Xander Bogarts has been inconsistent. He could probably be better than this. Juan Soto has basically been Juan Soto since uh, about a month into the season after a slow start. Fernando Tatis Jr. had the suspension after missing all last year. He has started to look like his old self. If they just play like they have the last five days, then I think that they're going to jump right back into the playoff picture. And right now they are six games out. I don't really believe much in the Giants. Um, That's probably the main team that they need to run down. They would need another wild card to drop back. Maybe it's the the Diamondbacks with the Dodgers taking over the AL West, something like that. Maybe it's the Marlins who, who fall back. I just don't think the Padres are going to be this bad for the whole season. However, I was saying the same thing around Memorial Day, and they were just brutal for the next three weeks. So I could totally be wrong. Hey, I love the optimism, Matt Snyder. Matt, as you know, I cover the NBA, and I still loathe, really with every fiber of my being, the NBA All-Star Game. And maybe that's just because I have to cover it, and I think it's dumb, but I don't love it. So I ask, I sort of give you that, 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 that context so you feel liberated to be as positive or negative as you want here. MLB All-Star Game is coming up. It's around the corner. Obviously, the Home Run Derby is one of the signature events. Do you still think that this is a successful showcase for the sport? And, separate question, do you enjoy covering it? Yes, I'm total opposite of you, actually, on that front. And there were two things I didn't like before, uh, if we go back about a decade ago. I thought the Home Run Derby had gotten to be an absolute unwatchable slog, especially in person, 
because they would take eight, nine, ten pitches in a row and just stand there. And I, I couldn't stand it. And I, I will admit now, because it's long enough in the rear view, the, one that, the game that was in Minnesota, so it was 2014, I believe, uh, I left early from the home run derby. And if you're going to get me to leave a baseball event early, it's got to be awful. Uh, they put in the clock for 2015 in Cincinnati. Todd Frazier won, and it was like people were counting down and watching and figuring out, wait a minute, does he have enough time to hit more? The guys don't take as many pitches anymore. They, they really only take one every once in a while. They've got their time out, but it's it's exciting again. And I think the home run derby is amazing. And the other thing I didn't like was the All-Star game itself, de- determining home field advantage in the World Series. That was uh, an absolute hogwash. That was Bud, Bud Selig trying to cover his own butt for making the mistake at the Milwaukee All-Star game when he just called a tie and everybody was angry. So then he decided to put in the stipulation. It was terrible. Terrible stipulation. Well, it's gone now. And now the players can just jack around and mess around. And um, it's not quite the same as the NBA where, you know, like they don't play defense at all. A lot of guys are standing around like baseball is just different. You get in the, you get in the box. The pitcher still has to try. Otherwise, he's not really going to know where the ball is going. The hitter's compelled to try because it's only a couple swings. On defense, you only make a play if it comes to you. But they try on the plays. So I still think it is is a lot of fun, especially since it absolutely doesn't mean anything, and they can just go out and have fun. And, you know, they'll mic up some of the guys while they're playing, which, again, you can do in baseball easily because on defense, they might not hit you the ball all inning and you have time to talk. I love the expression hogwash. What What's better, hogwash or malarkey? <laughs> You know, they're, they're both good. They're both really good, like old-school, archaic type. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not even going to pick. We have a family farm in Iowa. There's actually it's on Ryder Road in Cascade, Iowa. I come from a well, – it's true, Tom. My producer's throwing his hands up. And so I actually know what hogwash means. So, like, I'm, I, I think, I think I'm going to go – I'm going to go hogwash. Big fan. Uh, Matt Snyder, great stuff as always. Appreciate you, buddy. And hopefully um, – Hopefully Otani and the Angels can win some games so we can get the benefit, finally, of seeing that that uh, that mesmerizing star in the postseason. That would be awesome, yes. be amazing. Thank you, pal. Appreciate you as always, Matt. All right, man. Take care. All right, dude. Matt Snyder. I, mean, I like having a guy comfortable enough to drive a hogwash. I, I love – hogwash is great. What is the problem with asking that question? Tom, you're, so, you're such a nervous Nelly, man. No, I don't have a problem with you asking that. I threw my hands up when you said it's on Ryder Road, the family farm. Like, what are the odds of that? Yeah, but dude, Ryder Road in Cascade, Iowa, next to the Ryder, Ryder Farm. Wow. Not far from Dubuque, like, well, 30 miles. I, Dubuqueers, I'm sorry, I'm probably a little – a little off on the on 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 on, on the mileage. Yeah, Ryder right, wow. right Road. When was the last time you uh, you visited the family farm? Been a long time. Been a long time. You know what? It's not far. Probably an hour from Dyersville. I wonder if we could, which is where the Field of Dreams is. Excuse me, Field of Dreams. I wonder if we could do a. What are the odds we could get Spike and David to let us do a remote from Ryder Road? Now, it's when you say nowhere. we do a remote, does you that and mean me. I'm in studio as well? You're going, bro, and then I'll introduce you to hogwash. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I want to know uh, you know, how the expression came to be. Dude, I love Iowa. Iowa's so beautiful. We should go to a, we should go to a field, of, field of Dreams game next time they do that. That'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm in. I'm absolutely Are you in. <laughs> it's beautiful there. Absolutely. Do you think we can get CBS Sports Radio to pay for us both going? That's an easy one. That would be a big fat no. That's a yes. We're going to make it happen. We're going to sell this baby. Let's go. If you want to call us, 855-212-4CBS. Uh, we've got buy or sell. 
that we're going to do with Tom. And I just saw something horrifying that I'm going to tell all of you about out my window at my studio here in Vegas. I'm serious. Next on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to Writer Than You. We're just going to do loosey-goosey today, pal. We're, we're in a holiday vibe. You look horrified. On CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back into the show. Uh, that guy tweets, D-Cell CBS, pretty daddy. Don't let Sportswriter, that's me, give you a hard time about ketchup and a hot dog. He probably puts ketchup on his mac and cheese. That is a disgusting thing. Oh, my God. All right. Can I tell you what I just saw at the window? I kind of don't want to know. You kind of don't want to know. You're in Vegas, man. It could literally be anything. I can see a golf course out my window. This studio is a little elevated, so I have a bit of an angle. I'm talking to Matt Snyder. I'm looking out the, out the, the window, and I see a guy. I see a bunch of ducks freaking out or geese. I can't tell from here. There was a guy on the golf course who had picked up a bunch of rocks and was just throwing them at the geese. Come on. That's What's not wrong cool? with people? That's not cool. I know. I wanted to, like, open the window and scream, but I had two issues. One, he's fo- well, three. One, he's far away. Two, the window doesn't open because it's a radio studio. And three, I was on the radio. What's I mean, look, people, like, man? geese are not friendly, but that's no reason to start picking up rocks and start throwing it at them. They were swimming away, and then and I'm like, is he? And then he basically I th- almost hit one. That's are not geese cool. not friendly? No, they are not friendly. They are not friendly whatsoever. They do not like people. In the animal kingdom, they will not give directions to, like, ducks or turtles. That's right. That's right. I'm basically, I'm basically, you know, a goose. I thought you were going to say a geese. I thought you were, were going to get it wrong. <laughs> I, I started to. I, <laughs> everything was turning upstairs here. I, I, I figured it out. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're basically a geese. All right. Um, by the way, I got I got a nice little thing to tell you. Uh, this is exciting. This portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. That's wesleyfinancialgroup.com. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bill, what do you say we start today off by talking about some quarterbacks, specifically Giants quarterback Daniel Jones, who signed a four-year, $160 million deal this offseason, though essentially, Bill, it's a two-year deal because that's where all the guaranteed money is. However, The Athletic is reporting that Jones was asking the Giants for $47 million per year. $47 million would have made Jones the fifth highest paid quarterback next season in the NFL. Bill, buy or sell the Giants will regret paying Daniel Jones $40 million a year for the next two seasons. It's a good question. I blame the media. Little jab at Josh Allen there. Little Josh Allen joke. I'm going to sell. Sell. I think they understand that they're between a rock and a hard place. And while I am not overly optimistic that Daniel Jones will be successful, I think in the current market, Tom, this is what you have to pay to find out. How did the Giants keep a straight face when they sat down with Daniel Jones and his agent and said, uh, yeah, we would like $47 million a year. We think we're, you know, we're top five right now in the league in terms of quarterback play. It's amazing what that tells you about the understanding of quarterbacks and their agents, about the leverage they have, if they can even showcase legitimate mediocrity plus. And by the way, Josh Allen's a star, right? And we're making fun of him. Daniel Jones isn't a star, but but Jones is, is last year was mediocre plus. Right? He was fine. He was mediocre. Plus, I mean, they won a playoff game. I guess I yeah. just keep coming back to specifically Daniel Jones. And look, I know he plays the more important position. I just don't know. Is he more important to the Giants than Saquon Barkley? I, I know yes. their running back yes. gets devalued. Yes. But yes. to me, in my yes. head, Saquon is better yeah. at his position than Daniel Jones is at his. But I guess it just boils down to, I mean, you can't win without a quarterback. I mean, it's like your punter could be better, but it doesn't matter, right? Like, that position is not is, is interchangeable. Okay, I forgot. 15 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, 67% of his passes completed, 3,200 yards, 9-6-1. and one. I mean, that is a, I think, mediocre plus kind of nailed it, right? It's less than a touchdown per game, though. Yeah, I know he very... limited the turnovers, which was his biggest issue. Less than a touchdown per game, and he wanted forty-seven million. Yes, he wanted fifteen million dollars per touchdown. <laughs> I mean, that, we're laughing, but like that's where we're at. That is the math, right? I did fifteen million and change per touchdown. All right, Phil. How, how do you? Let me ask you a question, honestly. How do you keep any sense of reality or perspective? Like, if you're Josh Allen, who, who I do think was just sounded like a complete idiot. Or any of these guys. How do you how do you stay grounded? I don't know, man. To me, at this point, even just reading about it and talking about it, it's funny money. Like, I can't even grasp the concept that all of that money in just Daniel Jones' contract is real. Like, I can't. My brain cannot compute that. I should know this, and I used to, but I don't remember. Do NFL players and NBA players and MLB players, do they get paid every two weeks? Is it only during the season? 
From what I what understood, is... it was every two weeks. It was every two weeks. So what is that paycheck? Like how much absurd. money is in the that, paycheck? That's what it is. It's absurd. So you're talking if you made forty-seven million a year. You're talking, you're talking a million dollars, almost a million dollars a week. So you're talking like one point eight or one and a half million dollars. So you're going to get a check every two weeks for in the neighborhood of, of seven hundred grand or eight nine hundred grand. Sounds good to me. I mean, I would like to earn that much money in my lifetime. Yeah, me too. Sign me up for that. I have a. By the way, I, I have a. I got a money-making plan for you, right? There's a place in Manhattan Beach and all of LA called the Strand. All the rich people live down there. It's basically it's a public sidewalk that straddles houses on one side and the beach on the other, right? And you walk along the ocean. And kids go down there and they make hundreds of dollars selling lemonade because rich people will just come by and give them thirty dollars. Hundreds of dollars selling lemonade. My daughter's friends made like four dollars. I was lucky if I made a couple bucks. Buy or sell, you and I could set up a lemonade stand in Manhattan Beach. Sell. Okay. It would be weird. We'd be the only two weirdos who made 50 cents. Like, we would not make money. Somehow we would not make money. What if we branded the CBS Sports Radio lemonade stand? Uh, We'd have a better chance, but I still don't think we'd make any significant amount of money. I mean, rich people, man. Here's $20 for a lemonade I don't want. Yeah, that would change my whole week right now. I have mixed feelings about letting my kids do that because that's I, I did a lemonade stand and I, I made I made like five dollars. Yeah, that's and what people, I'm saying. I made a couple bucks, fifty cents or a quarter. Try to sell eight of them, get the four bucks, buy a laffy taffy. Life was good. <laughs> All right, but let's get to some NBA here. We had a trade in the NBA yesterday. The Mavericks and restricted free agent Grant Williams are finalizing a four-year, fifty-three million dollar contract as part of a three-team signing trade agreement with the Celtics and the Spurs. Now, in the deal, the Mavs get Grant Williams, the Spurs get Reggie Bullock, and the Celtics get two second-round picks. My question to you, Bill, buy or sell you like the Celtics and what they're doing this offseason? It's interesting because they've, they, they, they've accumulated a lot of picks. They brought in Porzingis. I'm going to buy it, actually. Buy. Look, I think... I'm not entirely sure, and I I am, I think, higher on Marcus Smart than other people, but Jeff Goodman, who covers that team, made the point on the show to us when this went down from stadium. Jeff made the point that maybe Smart's voice and just presence on the team had run its course, right? Like a coach sometimes, too. I like the Przingis edition. You can't keep all the guys. They've got a young core they're going to build around. These picks, I think, will have some value. Yes, I like what they're doing. All right, Bill, let's keep things in the NBA here. The league is testing out a proposed in-game penalty for flopping during Summer League. Now, a flop which will be determined by the referees at the game will be penalized by awarding the opposing team one free throw and possession of the ball. The player who commits the flop will be assessed an unsportsmanlike technical foul, which will count towards the, which will not count, excuse me, will not count towards personal fouls or lead to an ejection. We had our first example of this last night in the Warriors-Thunder game. Buy or sell, you like this new proposed rule to try to eliminate flopping. Buy. I think when when you are fooling the official, you're also insulting the intelligence of the fan. And I think it is a really bad look for any of these sports where you feel like what you're seeing is a bunch of baloney, Tom. A bunch of malarkey. A bunch of hogwash. You know what I'm saying? No part of you thinks that the art, when I say that in air quotes, the art of flopping is part of the game? 
I think that if you're going to practice the art of flopping, you need to be an actual artist. And if you can get around this actual rule, if you can be so good at it, they can't catch on the replay, then God bless you, Picasso, do your thing. But if not, put a stop to it. All right, Bill. Let's you, keep... Sounds like you like the flopping. I mean, I think there's there's something to be said about, like, I mean, look, when it's so egregious that everybody watching on TV can can know right away that that's a flop. But I guess, I mean, I, you know, the defensive players who are good at flopping, I don't even know that they're flopping. That's the art you're talking about. Yes, and I, I want to celebrate the art. I think you're going to eliminate that because, you know, you don't want to give away points, you know, technical free throw, possession of the ball. I think you're going to lose a little bit of that. I think it's better for the game. And, and, and they're always going to err on the side of offense, right? Every sport is going to err on the side of offense. And flopping almost always, not always, but usually takes place from a defensive player pretending that someone rammed into him. All right, Bill, let's keep things where you are in Vegas. The NBA announced that tickets for the official opening night of Summer League are completely sold out in anticipation of Victor Webanyama making his debut for the San Antonio Spurs. Now, Webanyama and the Spurs play against the number two overall pick, Brandon Miller, and the Charlotte Hornets on Friday. Buyers saw the hype being too big too soon for Victor Webanyama. Sell. Sell. Look, I, I watched a bunch of his games that they streamed when he played in France. He's... Uh, it's injury that makes you nervous, but the hype wasn't too big for LeBron. It wasn't too big for Durant. It wasn't too big for Duncan. This guy is that level in terms of his excellence, his ability... What he can do, I, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm here for it. I'm, a, I'm a absolute, but I'm a believer because every person I talk to, right, every scout, every GM, everyone's just, just, it's not even hyperbole. There, you don't usually hear people who work in front offices or scouts in awe of, of a player who, who hasn't played a minute in the NBA yet. They're in awe of this guy. All right, Bill, let's keep that conversation going about big men in the NBA. After being traded from the Magic to the Lakers at the deadline last year. Big man Mo Bamba has signed a one-year deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, Mo Bamba will likely back up this year's MVP, Joel Embiid. Buy or sell that 25-year-old Mo Bamba will improve being Joel Embiid's backup. I liked his talent. So, I'm going to... It's Nick Nurse, right? So, it's I mean, I like the coach. I'll buy. I don't actually know. Buy. It's hard to know... Uh, whether a guy can really turn things around. It's, it's a rare thing. But let's let's lean into optimism. Let's lean into Nurse's ability to develop players. He certainly did that, I think, at a pretty impressive level in Toronto. But the question is, is Bamba good enough? We thought he was. We thought he had talent. Obviously, there's not a huge hankering. What a great word. That, a hankering for his, for his talents. Am I allowed to praise my own word? I just like the word hankering. I haven't heard that word in a long time. Hankering, hankering bro. Hankering. We're going old school today. All right, Bill, let's get to some baseball here, and I got a doozy for you here. Nationals manager Dave Martinez had umpires check Reds rookie Ellie De La Cruz's bat before his plate appearance in a very confusing start to the second inning yesterday. Now, De La Cruz has a small device that looks like a knob cover on the bottom of his bat. Umps called the league office briefly before eventually asking De La Cruz to take the item off of his bat. Now, after it was inspected, De La Cruz was allowed to put the device back on his bat for his second plate appearance following the inning. The knob was actually a cover 
for a blast motion sensor that can read and track metrics for every swing that De La Cruz takes. De La Cruz has been using the bat cover since he was called up last month. Bill, buy or sell that you think Ellie De La Cruz should be allowed to use this on his bat. Whew, you're going to get me into the technology here. It was a very bizarre scene yesterday. Umpires had no idea. They had to make a phone call during the second inning of a baseball game. Very strange. Look, I, I'm going to buy because buy. this is the reality now. People want massive amounts of data. It doesn't impact performance. In terms of what's on the bat is not impacting the ball. It's not a cork bat. It's not, a, it's not, it's not the great pine tar controversy with George Brett which is probably before you were born. It's a guy collecting a bunch of data. I'm, I'm fine with it. But let me let me ask you, buy or sell, you think that data, I know it's instructive, it's, it's interesting. Do you really, buy or sell, you believe a player can look at the data and change his swing or his approach because of the data in a way that has a noticeable impact on their performance? Sell. I think we're getting to the point in baseball, man. There's too, there's too many numbers. It's too much. It's too much. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm just a simpleton, and, like, I'm, it's just, it's too much math. Like, just go play baseball. Trust your athletic ability. Like, you got here for a reason. Like, there's too much math involved now. Um, There is too much math. But also, I probably am not good at math, and so I don't appreciate it the way that I should. All right, Bill, let's get to one last baseball here. One last baseball question. I think you'll really enjoy this one, knowing your baseball fandom. Things went from bad to worse for the Cardinals yesterday against the Marlins. Now, let me set the scene for you here, Bill. St. Louis was, they're already in the basement of the NL Central at 35 and 50. It's very rare you see the Cardinals with that record in the month of July. And the way they lost this game really summarized that 35 and 50 record. Now, the Redbirds were up 9 to 8 in the bottom of the ninth, one out. The Marlins had runners on first and second base. And then this happened. The Cardinal infielders look for a ground ball, and they're playing Wendell the pull. A big opening between short and third. On one and two with one out. The runner breaks for third. The pitch is swung on and tapped to the pitcher. The throw goes to first, and it's over Goldsmith down the right field line. The tying run is scored. Here comes the winning run, Gurriel. Gurriel scores, and that's the game on a throwing error by Jordan Hicks. A little tapper back to the pitcher, Bill. This ball could not have gone more than seven feet away from the batter's box. The pitcher airmails it over the first baseman, and the Cardinals continue to lose. Bill, by yourself, the Cardinals will finish under 500 for the first time since 2007. It's amazing. It's amazing how consistent they are. I'm going to sell. I, I, um, sell. I've learned the hard ways of Cubs fan. Never, 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 never doubt the Cardinals. They always figure it out. They always bring up some random guy that becomes Albert Pujols every year. Every year there's a guy that's Albert Pujols, becomes Albert Pujols. And it's not a very good division. It's not like that's a, a trying division where you're playing behemoth after behemoth. They've dug quite a hole for themselves right now, though. Yeah, don't try to tempt me with, with hope, okay? I'm trying to tease Sorry, you a little Cardinals bit. Fans. I, I mean, th- there's part of you. I don't know if you'll admit this. You root against the Cardinals more than you root for the Cubs. 100% correct. <laughs> it's not a small part of me. It's, Bye. It's every part of me. It's all of me. Is that it? That's, that, that, that's the segment? That was a fun Thursday edition of By Ourselves. Great edition. Great ed- By the way, when you go to Chicago, can we do some live re- update reports? If you're awake, you should call him. You don't have to. 
Uh, yeah, I'll clue. be there. I'll be there on a Thursday and a Friday. So this show will be on the air. I forget. Will you be at a Cub game? Yes, I'm going to check in. I might only be there for a couple innings, but I, I want to see Wrigley. Dude, you gotta you gotta go. Here's here's the pro move. You gotta take Will. You gotta take Mrs. D Cell. That's all. Only people you take. Don't take any friends. You show up maybe the f- end of the first inning. You buy tickets for half price. You walk in. You do four or five innings. You walk. It'll be magical. Have a hot dog, no ketchup. If the little dude, uh, I will have a hot dog, and I will have ketchup. Uh, if the little dude will stay still, I will see how many innings I could stay for. All right. Tom has a surprise announcement. We'll get to that after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Greg Caserta. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Right, welcome back into the show, Writer Than You, here on CBS Sports Radio. By the way, Tom, in about an hour and 15 minutes over on CBS Sports HQ, I'm going to throw together uh, what I think would be the proper trade to get Lillard, Dame, Damian Lillard, to Miami. Little, uh, little spoiler alert, it involves Ben Simmons having to move. That feels inevitable, right? Like, he's going to Miami. It's just a matter of getting a... Th- Third team involved? A fourth let me, team involved? Yeah, let me run this trade by you. I'm ready. Okay. Three-team trade involving Miami, Portland, and Brooklyn. You ready? Miami gets Lillard, and they they take on Yusuf Nurkic's contract because they, they need that to make the numbers work. All right. Portland gets Ben Simmons, Kyle Lowry. So they're basically eating, they're eating those contracts, although Simmons, I guess, is an upside guy. They get Miami's first-round pick. They get Brooklyn's first-round pick in 2028. Brooklyn gets Tyler Hero and Caleb Martin. Is that enough for Portland right there? I think Brooklyn is very happy with that trade. I don't know if it's enough for Portland. I don't think that's enough for Dame. You're talking about, I don't think that's enough. You know what, I'm going to throw in some pick swap. I I think it's also multiple pick swaps, don't you think? I almost wonder if they need the fourth team involved. I know it get becomes super confusing at that point, but like Portland, Portland's got to they got to get back more than than uh, than was traded for Rudy Gobert to Utah. I was having the exact same thought, dude. Which is absurd. Like that's you know every everybody looked at the the Deshaun Watson contract in the NFL. This is going to be the new blueprint. The blueprint in the NBA is going to be the Rudy Gobert trade, which is absurd. The problem is, it was so. I mean, he's not that was good, but it so was bad. so bad, so bad that I've and Lillard is reportedly, according to Woj, having his agent call around and be like, "No, not doing, not doing any. Like, don't anybody trade for Mother Miami." All right, here's my updated one. You ready? 
I'm going to throw in a Miami 2025 first-round pick and two pick swaps from 26 and 28. I think I think Portland would entertain that one then, yes. I mean, it's a pretty good return, right? I think so. It's yeah. going to be more picks than current players right now. You're not going to get back three All-Stars plus picks. you got to be, you know, I would think that Portland's more interested in the picks at this point. The thing is, is Miami really going to give away? They should. Yes, they should. Caleb Martin, Tyler Hero, yes. and all those picks for Lillard. Do it. Pat Riley, if you're listening, do it. Pat Riley, if you're listening, do it. Uh, you've got a little update on the old, um, the th- what do we call it, threads? Threads, yeah. The threads? Oh, two things here. One, I, find, I found out it is plural. It's threads, not thread. And uh, okay. just within you know the last hour or so, Kevin Durant of the Phoenix Suns has tweeted, quote, on threads with the burner, come find me. And that's quote. pretty funny. That's pretty funny, actually. I like his sense of humor now, man. Like I know, I know we get on him about having the burner accounts on Twitter and how he always defended himself. But like, that's a pretty funny tweet right there. He's a pretty he's a pretty funny guy. All right, I'm I, I'm actually thinking about downloading. I'm thinking about downloading this app. What do you think? Should, should I get on? I'm gonna think about it. Is that where NBA Twitter is going to move? Is like, is everything going to go to threads now? I mean, dude, tw- look, they shut Twitter down. They shut it down on Friday. And I didn't know the, what to do. Uh, I had no idea what to do. That's how I get was, my information. It was crazy. I'm not paying for it. Are you? Pay- I, I, I entertained it, not. and I thought, no. I'm no, like, no I'm not chance. Doing it. No way. I'll go somewhere else. I'm not doing it. And I don't think we're alone in going somewhere else. I mean, it seems like, I don't know, right now it seems like threads is hot. Is it the thing? Right, let's maybe tomorrow if we feel like it's happening. Maybe we'll we'll join during the show and we'll see if it works. Do we join Kevin Durant in making a burner account as well? Mm. I'm Do thinking I about Kevin Durant. It. Do I'm I thinking. follow Kate? Do I follow? Kate? I don't follow most of these guys. I probably should. I just like it'll bubble up. I figure. But do I throw Katie a little follow love because like, he really needs it for me? Just you know, just because he's the guy that kind of lured me over. Him doing a little threads made me think. Okay, 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 maybe. I mean, Maybe he's, this is the he's move. very active on social media. Very active. I think he's a good follow. There's, there's, there's sometimes he makes you scratch your head like, come on, man, like you're Kevin Durant. What are you doing? But I mean, look, do we all get a little – I can always tell when somebody's, like, new to having a whole bunch, a whole bunch of, like, new followers. Because, like, it is a thing where you're just called stupid all the time. Like, people are awful on social media. And so we, you see, I, like, there's a guy that I follow who's a soccer guy that tweets about soccer all the time. And he went from, like, 10,000 followers to 80,000 followers in three months. And he's getting to that stage now where he's angry all the time and he's retweeting people that hate him. And I'm, I get it. We both, Durant, though, man, like, you just, you know what I'm saying? After a certain point, you got you to gotta kind of get through that. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think the hate keeps on resurfacing because he goes to a new super team constantly and the hate resurfaces like that's that vitriol is not going away from NBA fans. I mean he really is a super team machine, isn't he? Well the thing is I would argue it hasn't worked. I, I know he got two titles, but he, the Warriors didn't need him. They used him it helped. They would have won without him. He's never gone to a super it worked. Let me restate that. Kevin Durant's never gone to a super team and been been the super part of that team. The most important. He's never been the most important player on a championship team. Now he got drafted into a super team in Oklahoma City. That probably doesn't count, but the Warriors count, and the Kyrie experiment counts. And now the and I don't think Phoenix is going to work. By the way, it may. You know what? I'm worried it's going to work. I'm worried Dallas is going to work. 
I'm worried. I, I know that I shouldn't buy into it because Kyrie is Kyrie, but I'm worried like they're talented enough. They've added a bunch of pieces. I love Grant Williams for them. I'm worried they're going to get to the playoffs, and Luka's going to just be so good that it he, Luka made a conference finals with a bunch of dudes. I'm going to lean on recent history, and it's going to tell me not to believe in any team that Kyrie Irving is on. Not because the dude's not talented, because something will happen off the court, and it will cause a disruption to that organization. Uh, dude, I'm a hundred. I'm a hundred percent with you. He is not. The thing is, I'm not sure if he just stops showing up for work. I think they're still good enough. I think Luke. I actually think he's a net negative in the long haul. I think him deciding that he wants to be a professional poker player and settling in Vegas and quitting his job would be great for everybody involved. Do you know what I'm saying? You think they made that big of a jump this summer? You like. Everything that Mark Cuban and company have done thus far. Grant Williams, I'm with you. That was a good I'm move yesterday. Worried. I'm not a big Kyrie guy, as you know. And so what I will say is that I am concerned that they're going to be successful. I am worried about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm a little, I'm a little worried. I'm going to lean on That's recent all. history with Kyrie, and I'm going to lean on Jason Kidd not being a great NBA head coach. Who is going to go further next year? The Phoenix Suns or the Miami Heat? Wow. Yeah, it's a good one, right? And I'm answering that assuming Damian Lillard is not on the Miami Heat. I'm. You have to make your assumption. That's part of the calculation. That's part. I think he will be on the Heat. But so, I think you have to. So do I, and I will say Miami Heat. Yeah, I think so too. I think Phoenix. They have. They actually did a nice job filling out that depth. All right, uh, fun show, great show, good stuff. What we got tomorrow? We do a little Webin Yama tomorrow, maybe because he's playing yeah, summer league. We gotta get ready for uh, Webby Mania. Is that where we're going with? I think it's Wemby Mania. That Did makes you say more Webby. Sense. Yeah, that makes more sense. It's okay. Is Wemby gonna stick? It's easier Webin Yama. What about Victor? I mean, LeBron's his first name. I'm gonna work on that. Uh, he's Tom DeCelestino. I'm Bill Ryder. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. We'll be back here tomorrow live from Vegas on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 